0: Hello everybody welcome to another edition of the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, with BC football winning three straight and three more games left to go, uh, we're coming down the stretch of the football season and at five and four, it's natural to look ahead to bowl season. BC on the verge of making another bowl. Uh, With that, I invited the executive director of the Sun Bowl, Bernie Olivas, to join us. Uh, The Hyundai Sun Bowl is one of the top bowl games of the every bowl season, and we had a very exciting podcast where we talked about the history of the game, what's there to do down in El Paso, Texas, outside of the bowl game, the charities involved, and of course, the team selection process to enter the Hyundai Sun Bowl. It was a very interesting conversation, and I think you'll enjoy it. So stick with us. Let's first hear from uh, Chestnut Hill Technologies and Stone 11 Pizza, and then we'll go right into the podcast i also like to remind you, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. It's the largest fan group in the Boston College community. All you have to do is go to sign up at bcfootballgridiron.com. That's bcfootballgridiron.com. All right, we'll go right into the podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm. Based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum, CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Imaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's Chestnut Hill
1: Technologies. At Stone and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Love's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, we're very
0: excited today as we enter the final couple weeks of college football season, and your Boston College Eagles are five and four, winners of three straight. We're starting to gradually look ahead to bowl game and bowl game destinations. And one bowl game that BC's never been a part of, that you never know, it could happen, is the Sun Bowl. Uh, The Great Sun Bowl. I I have a special fondness for the game. I grew up watching it, usually from the cold East Coast, the Northeast usually on New Year's Eve, and uh, it's always an exciting game, also, always very, very exciting as you lead up on December 31st. And we're lucky enough to be joined right now uh, by the executive director of the Sun Bowl, Bernie Olivas, uh, joins us here. First of all, Bernie, thanks so much for the time.
2: Oh, hey, no, it's our pleasure. Uh, this is the exciting time of year for all, of, all the Bowl people, trying to figure out who's going where and who's coming here. and. And, uh, you know, you talk to all your other bowl partners, who you're thinking of, and it's an exciting time of year for us as well down here.
0: So, Bernie, your game this year is December 29th, 1 p.m. Mountain Time on CBS. Uh, like I said in the introduction, just talk about the history of your bowl game. It's the second oldest bowl game in the country, the tide for that. Uh, you've been the executive director since 2001, and a volunteer way before that as well. Just talk about the great history of the Sun Bowl. Like I said, I grew up watching it, uh, jealous from New Year's uh, New Year's Eve, where it's always seemed nice and sunny and warm in El Paso, Texas. Well, unless Miami comes, it's always sunny. You know, we've had Miami here a couple, two times in the last six years, and they both it snowed both times. But <laughs>
2: other than that, other than that, it's it's a great city to, to visit. It's kind of a middle of the desert. It's a hidden gem, to tell you the truth, but. Uh, it's a hidden gem. We're the 21st largest city in the country. A lot of people don't realize that when they when they see what, when they see us on the map. But El Paso is just a, a, a tremendous city, built around the, the southern end of the of the Rockies. Uh, just a beautiful place. We have about 850,000 people here in El Paso. But the game itself, again, we're the second oldest bowl in the country. At least we say that. Uh, obviously, the Rose Bowl has had a huge start on on us. But uh, uh, the 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 Orange Bowl in Miami, the Sugar Bowl in uh, in uh, uh, New Orleans. And Sunborn El Paso were all played on December, on January 1st, 1935. The reason we say we're the second oldest is because we were incorporated as, a, as an organization a couple of months before they were. So, so we beat them with the punch as a Bowl Association, so we consider ourselves the second oldest bowl in the country. And this will be our 84th game this year, which is, we're proud to say that. And of course, we are televised nationally on CBS. And another feather in our cap that this year we are marking our 50th consecutive year on the CBS network. And and, and only one other television program can claim that they've been on the same network longer than the Sun Bowl, and that would be the Masters that happens to also be on CBS. So uh, we have a lot of good things going for us, uh, and like I can say we look forward every year to, you know, the, to the Hyundai Sun Bowl. Not knowing at this time uh, who's going to be here, but we always seem to draw a tremendous match. If you look at our history, a lot of our games, there's very few blowouts in our game. Uh, a lot of them are, are, are come down to the library last minute. Like last year, we had uh, Stanford beating North Carolina on a failed on on a two-point conversion by uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, missed a two-point conversion. So we had a tremendous matchup. And, of course, we are the only bowl that matches the ACC versus the Pac-12 so that's, uh, so that's, that's good to see. Uh, so we're pretty proud of what we have down here in El Paso. and one of these days, hopefully, you know we'll get Boston College down here. I might want to say, yeah, I know it's a Catholic university and El Paso is only about ninety percent Catholic, so <laughs> I, think, I think they'd have a pretty good home home uh, home crowd if, if, if you know the Boston College ever showed up here.
0: Well Bernie, just talk about as well the partnership with CBS. You know, CBS doesn't broadcast many bowl games. Uh, You guys are special. You have that platform. Uh, You talk about you and the Masters. Vern Lundquist was a guest on my podcast a couple months ago. Just talk about what it means to be on CBS uh, and the great access you have in the Sun Bowl.
2: Well, you know, like we've always said, you know, being on on the on the network uh, kind of increases the number of of eyes that can see the ball game. You don't need you don't need need cable. You don't need satellite. You have a television, you have a television you can turn on, you're, you're able to watch the Sun Bowl, the Sun Bowl football game. That's what, and that's what makes it awesome about having uh, being tied up with CBS. And the relationship that we have built with CBS, you know, between them and us has been tremendous, and it continues to grow. Uh, 1968 was the first broadcast, wow. and we've been going at it ever since. And, like, as you said, we've had the announcers that we've had do our game, are legendary, all the way down to Lindsay Nelson, who used to be the voice of... Uh, Uh, Notre Dame, and of course, Vern Lundquist uh, did our game. I believe 17 years, and he's actually, uh, we've actually inducted him as a a legend of the symbol, as we do every year, along with uh, you know Tom Brookshire and and uh, Pat Summerall, and you know Brent Musburger, and all you know all the all the big names have done our game, and it's just an honor and a pleasure to to have CBS uh, tied up, tied you know, you know tied with us for, for. again, and we'll have our, the crew of Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson and uh, 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 Miss LaFrance, can't remember her first name, but uh, doing on the sidelines. So we're, we're excited, and uh, and they are just tremendous people to work for and, and with, so we're looking forward to it. And like I said, it gives the nation an opportunity to see El Paso in a, a very good light, and uh, we always seem to have a good matchup in the back with CBS. Uh, a West Coast team against an East Coast team uh, just kind of opens it up for the whole nation to, to want to watch. So, I'm uh, very proud of that of that information. So, um, so we're very uh, very happy. We had one of your own. Doug Flutie was a, was a, was a, I think his very first game on TV was uh, was the Hyundai sambo game uh, back in uh, back in the '90s, I believe. So. So Mr. Duck Flutie, who is another tremendous individual, actually was one of, our, one of our announcers at the game as well.
0: That's very, very interesting. Uh, Bernie, talk about the selection. You talked about it. You're the only ball game that has the Pac-12 and the ACC. It's a very natural, uh, national, attractive uh, dynamic, those two conferences. Those teams don't play each other much. Uh, just talk about how you came to partnerships with those two conferences. And then the second part of the question is just give us the outline of how the selection process works.
2: For sure. Well, like I said we've been we've been associated with, with the Pac with the Pac-12 for quite some time. Uh, I can think back all the way to 19, geez, 1980. Back in the 80s when I first started, you know, we had we had the Washingtons down here, and you know, we've had the USC's, the UCLA's, and you know, lately, as a matter of fact, there's there are only right now there are only two teams in the Pac-12 who have never played the Sun Bowl, and that would be Cal, and a new member in Colorado who have never played the Sun Bowl. Uh, the ACC, you know, we were we were associated with the um, we always been with the Pac-12, and we had, we were associated with the Big 12. But during all the changes, uh, we approached the ACC because they have such a great menu of football teams. I mean, it's a tremendous menu that they have of, of, of football schools. And uh, we came to an agreement, and uh, and long blow, you know, it's going to be our seventh year with the ACC, and we love it but because you know I know it's it's a little bit far from the schools in the ACC. But uh, I think we, uh, you know, we are from the type of hospitality that we're known for here in El Paso, and uh, hopefully they've been happy as happy as we've been. We've had some tremendous teams from the ACC come down and play in our game. Uh, the selection process is is different from both from both uh, from both conferences. The Pac-12 it's a pretty straight. We get the fourth, you know, we get the fourth place team from the uh, from the Pac-12. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, first, the College Football Playoffs celebrate so their selection. And then after that, the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, the Holiday Bowl in San Diego, and then the San Francisco Bowl up in uh, Picks, and then we get, the, we get the next team in line. Uh, and we've been very fortunate to have some some pretty good football teams um, come and play, such as Stanford and USC and UCLA and Washington. Washington State were here a couple of years ago. Uh, and, you know, we're looking for, forward to some of those things from the pack. From the, AC, from the ACC, the selection process is a little different, a little bit more complicated, but I think it works out great for the bowl partners. Uh, you know, obviously the CFP selects first, uh, and then the uh, the Citrus Bowl in Orlando uh, gets gets the next choice after that, followed by the Russell Athletic Bowl, also in Orlando. After that, there are four four actually, there's five, but there's four, five uh, bowls in a pool, and that would be. Uh, actually the National Bowl, the Music City Bowl and the Gator Bowl actually share one spot. So they share one spot. We have the pinstripe bowl in New York City and the Belt Bowl in Charlotte and us. And we're in a we're in a pool. And after the uh, after the, the selections by the C F P and the Orlando Bowls, then the next teams based on record are put in a pool. And after the championship game after, once everybody's selected, then we uh, the executive directors from the from those aforementioned uh, bowls we will put our 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 order in which we would like the the, the teams in the pool, and then once those are done, then we we'll reveal, and then the negotiate the negotiation starts, and when it, it works out well because what that does it avoids you having the same team over uh, over, and I think that's that's great to, not to have repeat teams. I think it's a disservice to the football players because you know they, you know part of a. You know, of the big reason for the bowl games is to, is to be a reward for the football teams and them going back to the same experience. You know, not that any bowl is bad, but you know, it's, it's good for the players to experience different parts of the country in different bowls. So that's one of the criteria. The second criteria, you make sure you don't want to you don't want to meet uh, 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 repeat teams during the schedule. Also, the proximity of the bowl plays a, a big a big part in the way the way that the pool works. So it, it's a, it's a process times it's very quickly, it goes by very quickly, and sometimes it takes, you know, it takes a few minutes, a couple of hours to figure out where everybody's going. But it's been a very fair system to everybody. I think uh, all the all the bowls in the pool have have been happy with the way it, it's turned out, and we're extremely happy that, that, like I said, we don't get repeat teams, or so even our local fans uh, get to see different teams. And uh, we're a little different down in the Sun Bowl. You know, we're situated a long way from a lot of schools, and our our fans. Uh, they, you know, we get a great support from our local fans. Matter of fact, about I would say about eighty percent of the tickets sold to the Hyundai Sun Bowl are locals. So we wanna we wanna get a team that they would like to see, somebody that they haven't seen in a long time. And and uh, so far, the the pool system and, and the ACC has worked very well for us, and I, th- I think as well for the other bowls.
0: Wow, how you're describing it! BC would be a perfect candidate for the Hyundai Sun Bowl, I think, uh, as a team that hasn't been there in a long time, never, and uh, a new team, up and coming team. It, it seems like uh, it could be a perfect match. I, I know. What do schools lobby for you to try to uh, get to the Sun Bowl? I, I would. You know, I
2: don't know the answer, but I would hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would
2: hope- we have a, a, a pretty good reputation as far as how we treat people here, and now so the whole city opens their arms to our visiting our, to our visiting schools. And uh, like I tell people, when you go to a big city for a bowl like uh, Orlando or Miami, a lot of people don't even know there's a bowl game going on because there's so many other things. But the Sun Bowl is one of the biggest events El Paso has throughout the year. Up until a few years ago, you know El Paso had no professional sports of any type, so the Sun Bowl was the big was the big thing. But I, I guarantee you that if, uh, if, if, if Boston College was selected to play in the Sun Bowl and somebody's walking down the streets with a BC shirt,
0: they would know why they're there. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Image Pharma and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's Chestnut
1: Hill Technologies. At Stone and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin''s three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go! Eagles.
0: Yeah, so so you're not overly, you wouldn't be overly concerned that the team is coming from Boston that far away, as you well, said before.
2: Yeah, we wouldn't be. No, we wouldn't be. I mean, obviously, obviously, uh, having having people visit our city is very important as well. But uh, you know, and very, and I understand how how far Boston is. But I tell you what, it's pretty cold in Boston during that time, and El Paso is a great place to get away for, uh, to, to get away to. From the coldness of uh, of New England, so uh, yeah, and I would hope that a lot of a lot of uh, you know Boston College fans would would want to come down here and and, and, and visit uh, a place that is very unique in this country. And obviously, we don't call it the Sumble for nothing, but uh, but it would be awesome to, to get them and have people, like I said, a lot of teens from the north love coming to El Paso to get away from the get away from the cold and enjoy a, a tremendous time here in El Paso.
0: And, and there's a lot of flights from Logan Air, Boston Airport. You know, it's a big airport, so they have a lot of easy flights. Uh, to get to uh, El Paso.
2: Absolutely, mostly, mostly you probably have to connect through Dallas and Dallas, orlando, and, and then straight into here. Uh, El Paso International Airport services all the major airlines, so it would uh, it wouldn't be that difficult to get to El Paso. And again, uh, uh, it's it's a great it's a great town. You know, we sit right on the border, right on the border of Mexico, and and, and that's an experience that uh, in, in days past was uh, one of the big attractions. People could still go over to over to Mexico and enjoy some of the, some of you know some of their down there, even though you know um, it's a lot harder to get there and back now, not like it used to be. But we're still located here on, on the border. We used to call it uh, a twin nation vacation. is what come to the symbol, because <laughs> uh, like I said when I talk, when I tell you we're right on the border, I'm talking you can walk across. You can walk across the bridge and be right downtown Juarez. So, uh, like I said, are we recommending it? You know, maybe we're not going to put that high on our party, but it is still a lot of fun if people go out there and behave. But uh, we used to call it the Twin the Twin Nation Vacation. We also say that we are on the corner of two countries and three states because uh, New Mexico are right up against the, the New Mexican border, the Mexican border, and and the Texas border. As a matter of fact, there's there's a spot right here on the hill that that uh, that uh, that marks the spot where all three uh, all three states meet. So, again, it's a fun town. It's, you know right like we're, we're surrounded. Uh, we surround the, the southern end of the Rocky Mountains.
0: Ernie last couple of minutes here. Just talk about the activities outside the football game uh that are evolved, especially that week that fans could participate in and the teams they could participate in that week uh before the Sun Bowl. Well,
2: I said in the in the old days we used to have the Sun Bowl parade on New Year's Day, which was you know right next to the bowl game. Uh but the weather is a lot more predictable on Thanksgiving. So we moved our parade to Thanksgiving, which is obviously a month ahead of the, of the game, so that's out. But the day before the game, we have a, uh, we have a, our fan fiesta, which is free to anybody. And it's held, it's held out at the convention center where we have – it's highlighted by the battle, of the battle of the Bands, where both university bands come in and battle it out. But we have music. We have entertainment. We have a lot of cultural activities, uh, things that people might not see anywhere else in the country, like uh, folklorical dancers. Uh, mariachis um, and, and things like that, along with you know games for games for the kids. Um, we do all; it's a it's a lot of fun. We do have a uh, a golf a fan golf challenge two days before the game, where uh, uh, one of our country clubs puts on a, uh, puts on a, a competition, a two man teams with one one you know the ACC team versus the uh, you know the Pac twelve team, and that's a lot of fun. Just it's a fun uh, game. Uh, a little event to go play if you're, if you're if you're a golfer. We have the team luncheon, which is also open to the public, and that's where uh, actually the teams. The way we do it is is uh, corporate tables. They buy a table of eight, but they only get six tickets. The other two tickets belong to a, a member of each of the football players. So. Every table has uh, a player from each team sitting at the table, so they get to talk to these players, and players get to know about El Paso. And, again, you know, that is not free. There's a charge for that. But immediately after that, we have the fan fiesta, which goes from about 4 to 8 o'clock, ending with such a tremendous amount of fireworks. The day of the game, we have a a pregame party also free. It's a free tailgate for, you know, and and we did this for the benefit of uh, our out-of-towners who come in who don't have all their, their grills and their... And they're, you know, and and their hot dogs and their brats or whatever, and it's free. It's uh, we have live music, you know, we'll have uh, uh, refreshments, we'll have games, we'll have food, and again, that is right outside the stadium, and again, free of charge to anybody who would like to come and uh, and enjoy the pregame festivity. So there's a lot to do for out of town fans when they come in. Uh, We'd like for them to come early so they can see that, uh, you know, right outside the the. The convention center, uh, El Paso puts on what they call a winter fest, uh, and it's where they put an outdoor skating rink, which we are not used to here in El Paso. You know, being in the desert, so it allows people, you know, local people or out-of-town visitors to come, and they also have games and food, and, and a plaza that's decorated and uh, with a with I don't know 300,000 lights, and you know, and a lot of uh, Christmas activity. So there is plenty to do for our, our fans to come in from out of town, uh, and like I said, we hope uh, Boston College gets here. Um, one of these days, if not this year, one of these years, and, and, and we'd love to show off our hospitality to, to all our, our our friends at the ACC conference
0: Bernie, last question what just give us a timeline we're in uh, almost early November now, I should say. Uh, just are, do you guys watch games on the weekends and uh, how do you go what's the timeline leading up to the game in late December?
2: We, we usually start at this, look at look at the standings, look at the schedules we our football committee meets every Monday. We go over schedules, we go over standings, and then we see which games are probably important to us, uh, important to us to go watch and and become acquainted with uh, some of the uh, administration of the schools and the coaches, you know, the football operations. As a matter of fact, I was talking to our football chairman this morning over the phone before our meeting, and we're looking at that Boston College game this weekend. Hopefully they, but we might need to go up there and see Boston College play. So they're they're, they're definitely in our sights, but right now, everybody is beating everybody up right now. We have no idea who to go see because, you know, the, the opportunities are, are still open to about six or seven teams. ac having a great year at the top, you know, with Miami and Virginia Tech and Clemson and North Carolina State. And, those you know, those teams will probably be going to some of the bigger bowls, and then we'll start looking at ours. And right now it's, it's wide open. You know, it's wide open. We're looking at Boston College. We're looking, you know. Florida State's going to have to win out to, to be both eligible, but Wake Forest is there. Uh, you know, um, Louisville's there, of course, B.C. Uh, Georgia Tech's got to win a few games. Virginia's there already. You know, Pittsburgh, Duke. It's, a, it's wide open for us right now. So we'll meet today, this afternoon, look at the schedules, uh, look at the matchups, and obviously we'd like to go see um, games where where two possible teams are, are that are in our picture are there so we can pick up... You know, two universities at the same time. So uh, I tell you that, that I was talking to our chairman. BC is in our in our window this week. Uh, so uh, I might may make it a trip up there this weekend.
0: Uh, well, yeah, that sounds good. BC and C State, twelve noon Eastern time on uh, ABC. But, Bernie, I, I can't thank you enough for the time, the Hyundai Sun Bowl, and I know a lot of BC fans would be excited to make the trip out west, and it's always a great game to watch on TV, like I said, especially from the cold northeast, and it sounds like it's a lot of fun as well from France, a lot of events to travel to. And also, quickly, I know there's a lot of charity involved as well, Bernie. Yes, we, uh,
2: you know, we have a lot of non profit uh, organizations here, like the Boys and Girls Club and boys and girls clubs and of course we have some uh, some uh, orphanages out here that we uh, that we cater to we also have the largest uh, army base in the world here in El Paso at Fort Bliss and we have 30,000 soldiers uh soldiers here at, at, on base and uh, everybody who gets uh, who gets deployed to Afghanistan or Iraq has to come through El Paso so uh, so we 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 do a lot with the military here and uh, and they do as they do for us so we are very, we are very closely uh, related with uh, with Fort Bliss, So, along with all the other non-profits here in El Paso. So, uh, again, uh, uh, we even have a, a program where, just say that uh, Boston College was 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 selected to play in the Sun Bowl game, and all your fans would like to come, but uh, but they couldn't make it. We have a way for them to even to buy, help the university by buying their buying their tickets and then donating them to the soldiers. We have a, it's called the Salute a Soldier program. And we also have to take a child to the game where, where where we ask the fans that they can't come here, but they want to buy some of the university tickets to go ahead and buy them, and we'll donate them to to a children's home here in town. So, uh, a lot of a lot of activities like that go on here for, for you know for the Sun Bowl. So, uh, um, like I said, hopefully we'll we'll get that opportunity to to, to host you guys uh, one of these
0: years. Well, that sounds good, Bernie. Thank you so much for the time and uh, keep up the great work. The Sun Bowl it's it's one of the top bowl games. To watch year in, year out. Thanks so much, Bernie, for the time.
2: Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it.
0: Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Imaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's Chestnut Hill Technologies.
1: At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple: to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Love's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go. Eagles. Well, thanks so much to Bernie Olivas, the Executive Director of the Sun
0: Bowl, for joining us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. Very exciting uh, podcast and you can tell, BC is on the radar for the Hyundai Sun Bowl. Uh, Once again, I'd like to thank you for listening and remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. All right, we'll be back once again next week. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.